Pickaxe. Hello and welcome to the Hat Chat Podcast, episode, who knows, 159? I got the numbers. I got the numbers. We're counting. Um, today is a very special one. First of all, we'll announce who we are, of course. I'm oh, Chris right. Trott. I'm Ross Onby. That guy's you great. Know, you know, I was waiting for you. Oh, but you're, the uh, guest uh, comes in last every time. Fuck me. I'm, <laughs> I'm Alex Smith and I'm also here. <clears throat> And I'm uh, Simon Clark. You may Do- know me as Dr. Simon Yeah, Doctor, Do- Mr. Doctor. You, you Doctor. Yeah, you Four it. years of academy training, wasted. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you've got to use it. How long ago was that now for you? I graduated in 2018. I finished in 2017. Oh, okay. When did we graduate? 2011. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. I think you were the year well, above we wouldn't, me And also our yeah. courses probably weren't anywhere near as long as an actual Well, what was PhD. wild was like, I went back yeah. to, I gave a talk <laughs> this week at Oxford and I realised it was more than 10 years since I'd yeah. been an undergrad there. Oh, man. Holy crap. That was like... <laughs> do you have to do regular, so it's, it's a PhD, right? So do you have to do regular publishings as well? Or is that something... No, that you get just, that. Does that depend on... No, no, you just, um, as long as you've got a, written a thesis, you've been examined, right, and okay. they're happy to give you the title, you, you, you keep it. Oh, there are plenty of people who later well, in know, life probably should have it, it back. Yeah, I will um, probably be one of them. I've got a friend who has to regularly publish, so I'm not oh. sure if it's a different category. But it's, oh, it's an English PhD, so maybe it's different. I mean, to be relevant within academia, you have to publish. It's publish or perish. Oh, okay. There's actually a lot of parallels publish between... Publish or perish, wow. wow yeah, okay, that's, that's, that's all they What do they do? So the academics come and just beat you to death if you don't publish something? You just kind of get funding. And you just uh, stand yeah, up on the streets, so you starve. Well, it's, it's like being a YouTuber. <laughs> it's a slow death. It's literally how to make videos, you publish or perish. There's <laughs> yeah, not really true, any job yeah. security. You turn yourself into a commodity. Yeah. Um, there's there's a huge amount of overlap between being a YouTuber and being an academic. Speaking of that then... You know, obviously, you've been in our videos before. You've made us eat our own salt. Right, right uh, here. Our own salt. 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 Yeah, we fed it to people in the audience. Nice. Just That's in case, weird. if you want to, like, summarise your entire person, who you are. <laughs> who are you? Yeah, because you've been on it before. That was a while ago, wasn't so it? You're so. a doctor come YouTuber. Uh, yeah, so I, I am a recovering academic, is how I like <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. I did a PhD in atmospheric physics, and uh, alongside my degree, I started making videos about climate and about what my research was about and uh, that became my full-time job after i graduated i took the leap started doing it full-time and um that's that's been the case for now the past seven years i see <clears throat> mostly I... videos about climate there's a couple of other random bits and bobs in there do some gaming stuff okay. you met ross at an airport right was that i like... met all of you at an airport it was glasgow were we all there oh, yeah we were there oh no not glasgow so it's flying back from edinburgh you were uh... coming back from glasgow i think at bristol airport bristol airport yeah i still have the picture Sterling? on my phone was it the witcher three yeah. thing Yes, it would have been. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I was up God. there for a stag do, and I bumped into you. At the right, end, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh my God, this is the coolest day ever!" And then we we were dressed, <laughs> we were dressed as people characters from The Witcher. I was a pauper, and well, I you was were a lady, a lovely lady. Oh, was was it Tom Clark was with you, yeah. and you just got hideously drunk? Threw up in his uh, yeah. suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> wait, no, was wait. that that time? That was a Tom time. threw up in your suitcase. Yeah. That was yeah, when we yeah. were in um, a different place, I think, wasn't it? That was Cologne, or was it somewhere else? No, that was Scotland. That oh, you threw up in yours? Oh, okay. I thought it was. No, 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 you're right. It was a different place because in Scotland, we were singing Drunkly Scotland the Brave so loudly <laughs> that a guy came out in his pants next door to us and went, for fuck's sake, lads, really? Yeah. And, then, and then at that moment, I realised it was 2am, I was really drunk, and we were being 
really loud in the hallway of the hotel. Yes, I remember the video. And it was just one of those moments where I'm just like, why didn't I think about other people? Probably not. We were dressed up. Well, we also got told that we the whole the whole hotel had been rented for the event. Right. Which was not true by the look on that man's face. I didn't see him at the feast, and he looked like he was going to kill me. Also, it was like being in The Witcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constant death. Yeah, because then what I came in and um, God, what did we do? There was a, we've worked on a couple of videos yeah. on your channel. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, the most memorable is you making us run around Queen Square so yeah. that you could take our sweat in a sponge. You take it home with you and then get Boil salt. Boil Isolate the salt. Yeah. Worked out who had the most salt, and then we saw who tasted the best on. Who had the tastiest? You did that in your crisps. parents' kitchen, right? <laughs> okay, the fuck you boiled off your sweat. Not so your I bought parents. a pan specifically for that video, yeah, yeah. and I have forgotten which pan it is. <laughs> oh, no. So we have been cooking with that probably. <laughs> well, well, I mean, anything sweet. that comes off this pan is so tasty. Yeah. yeah. That's it's like, like human MSG. Pepperoni Domino's sweat is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of soap and water's fine. <laughs> now, we don't often get the opportunity to have a doctor of atmospheric ah. science on our podcast. And usually we just throw facts back and forth like we know what we're talking about. Well, um, I don't think we say we but know what some, we're talking about. We, we just some, say it. We've got some burning questions okay. from not only us, but our audience as well. Um, who wants to start? Who's got some burning well, questions just for to, a doctor? So two things. I obviously have some questions. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and secondly, at the end of this, um, I want to do one. It's not funny news, but I think it's a really good talking point news. Is it sad? Okay. I think you'll find... It's not sad. It's, Is it bleak? Is it's it like true crime. It's like a true oh, okay. crime thing. Okay? okay, so it's a bit of a mystery. Um, as I mean, it's sad because somebody did die, but like, um, I, just, I, I was reading about it again the other day. It was something that came a few years ago, and I was reading about it again, and I just thought this would be a great thing to talk to you guys about. So okay. at the end of this, I want to do one oh, section. Geez, so everyone has to listen to the end now. So you've got to listen that's to the end. Come in. Yeah, yeah. You've done this That's a good strategy. That's a good strategy. So yeah, I, I mean, go ahead. I, I could, did, do, did do a quick check of the emails a minute ago for any questions mm. specifically for you, but a lot of people have thought they've been really funny and they've done stuff like how do fish hold their breath for so long? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> okay. like several people did that and they've clearly copied and pasted them from somewhere as well. So uh, I really reflect yeah, yeah, yeah. on yourselves, guys, because... <clears throat> um, can't you use let yourself AI down. For you can't use The creator one's pretty funny though. Why do we make sure it's always land in craters? Yeah, what? Well, yeah. Thanks, Thanks, yeah. Someone's watched Tenet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> are, ch- are children all actually small or are they just far away? Do you need, do you need a doctor to answer that question? Yeah, my daughter. They're about just it. far away. I don't know. My daughter could just be really far oh, away when I try and yeah, put yeah, her to yeah. bed. Yeah. So when you, when you say here. you understand atmospherics, I presume you would understand or presume a way to put data into an aerosol. So we were describing, oh, yeah, the data. We, we were describing a, few, a few podcasts ago um, what we would do in a bunker, how we would like let people in, how we would rate okay, them. Okay, yeah, we've all been there, yeah. Trot started talking about rating people's farts, which we initially thought was because like, obviously you don't want to be in a bunker for a long time with people who are terrible. Yeah, well, <laughs> can, I, can I apply context to that? I, don't, I, think, I think that's a perfectly legit concern. That wasn't what he meant. <laughs> he meant. He meant a different thing. He was like, you know, I want to see if I can like learn something about them. Was that it? Or like... Farts tell a lot about a person. Right. I see, right. Like, if they've got a weird diet, yep. it's like, is that going to cause like behavioral issues? Mm. You know, yeah, are yeah, they yeah. going to eat all of our food supplies? That yeah. sort of thing. Can't always tell from face value um, what's going on biologically, but I think from internal farts mm-hmm. coming external, you mm. could learn a lot if you train. And then that's when I thought, could you put data <laughs> in an aerosol? Thoughts? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Ones and zeros. Are okay, we doing well, ones well, and zeros I mean, or just. Uh, 
okay, yeah. So you could definitely learn something about somebody from their farts. Absolutely. Because there's two Thank components you. to nice. it, right? You've got the gas component. Which, which is, part of your thesis is this? It's uh, <laughs> probably somewhere in the background. <laughs> so should, should we be taking notes? Um, you've got the gas components, so like methane is one of the things that makes <clears throat> your farts smell. But you've also got particulate matter. Oh, yeah. so a lot. Bits of your you know, insides yeah. that are then wafting through. So within that, you're yeah. going to have information about chemically. How, what's sorry, how on. much particulate matter do you think there is? How much is normal? Fart? I don't know. Off the top of my head. I know, that it's, I know, a, I know that I'm not saying that should be the there. next video we do because I really don't, I don't even want to. Do I don't know if I want that. If you got like a spectrometer or something like that, how would you do that? You probably pass it through a series of filters, right? So you catch the PM1, PM2. Oh, oh, I was thinking just yeah. sniffing butts. Yeah. 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 So we get a like if let's say we unwrapped a brand new one of those, you know, I don't know, Dyson fan things that sucks up. You know they've yeah. got like a filtration catches, thing at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. We got right, a brand yeah. new one of those, HEPA filter of it. And, and we just all just <laughs> fucking let loose into it. We, we all fart into that thing. And you swapped and then it's, it. And then it's just because it, it gives you like a grading list of like yeah. how VO2s. much It may not be as detailed as then, yeah, a, like you, you a could at least test. gauge the PM 2.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could get the small tiny matter and see if we really are breathing in little bits of poo. What size do you think they would be on average? That sounds like a biology question. I'm honestly not sure. Well, so pollen, is that PM 2.5 or thereabouts? Or is it yeah, huge range? Yeah, it's about that. Because like, well, PM 2.5 is the one that's really bad for you. Right. Like PM 2.5 kills... Oh, that's like the stuff that... So it's, it's, it's some of it's natural. So some of it's fine windblown dust. Some of it's sea salt crystals. A lot of it comes from burning fossil fuels. Right. So coal specifically. Kills about... Seven million people a year. So even if there was yeah. no fossil fuels being burned, would salt crystals and other things still have a negative effect on people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a paper that came out uh, just before COP that basically said if you stop burning fossil fuels, you'd save about five million lives a year. Yeah. Um, because there's that there is a natural component to PM two point five. So do people live on the coast? People living on the coast are being negatively affected by sea salt crystals. I think they can be. I think it's more. Uh, the Should we be worried more. about going to the seaside? <laughs> Well, wow. nice. now I'm they're trying to take the some holidays away from us. I'm biased because I, I have a phobia of crabs. So oh, I, I fucking hate crabs too. Brilliant. Yeah, Very sensible. Weird, man. Decapods, man. Yeah. They shouldn't have that many that legs. Why do they have weapons yeah. built into them? Insects are weird enough. Don't make them like that. That's fine, but ten legs, Is it the no. little ones that you're worried about? Just all crabs. Crabs are creepy, but like... It was when I... Because in the Natural History Museum in Oxford, they had a Japanese spider crab. Which oh, they can grow to be like yeah. three oh, meters across. Scary fuckers. Oh, yeah. like, these things are enormous. I think that's that scary. That is that was, scary. Um, so but I don't want to go to the beach anyway. Yeah, but, but I think, now you can blame it on the, sea the salt crystals. crystals. Yeah, that's why I don't want to go to the beach. So trying, you know, just trying to save my life. Thank you. It's not the crabs. Yeah. So it does. It just does. Just what does it do? It gets in. So it gets in your lungs and it basically um, gets into your bloodstream. The reason that the PM two point five. So two point five is how many microns across? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that basically at that size it can get past the blood barrier. And that oh. means that it can then pass up to your brain. So oh. it, it can cause strokes, it can cause heart disease, <laughs> lots of things. That's pretty bad. Which is one of the reasons why we should st pretty stop burning fossil fuels. Uh, oh. kind, of a, kind of a big health reason why we shouldn't do it. Well, on the, you know, devil's advocate, Gone. Sure. Population is out go. of control in it. So, you know, <laughs> should we be controlling it? Yeah. It's probably not a bad thing. Is Thanos it? has entered the chat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't see a downside to this logic. Is it worse? <laughs> I can't just make twice as many resources. In a no. plastic bowl, isn't there supposed to be a load of like tiny, tiny microplastics in just one bottle? Or yeah. is that not? Has that not been proven fully? I think as, that was a study recently that was. Is like, that worse for you? Or does that just because we're yeah. just going to like, going to have all this inside us? But the thing, right? right okay, I would say that like 
That's true. Yeah. Recently, it's found that even like oven-safe, microwave-safe plastics may indeed be leaching. Um, may in fact, it does seem they are leaching shitloads of plastics into all the food you put in them. Yeah. Um, which of course is a bit shit because we saw that that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, but now it is the case. I think like we're, I, it seems to me, yeah, you know, got, may correct me. We're, we're fucking saturated stuff. in these things, hmm. and instead of trying to reduce these things, we probably need to start looking for solutions f- to like neutralize these things, right? Like, because I mean, like, you know, what was it? Three M. They, that whole Dark Waters film. Have you seen that film? Great film. Um, oh. About 3M dumping Teflon. Teflon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the negative effects of Teflon. Like, they, they poisoned, Forever like, chemicals. all of the planet when they did that. Like, that yeah. got into the water stream and now it's in every every living thing on Earth. So really, we probably... Do you not think that? Well, like, yeah, there's, like, there's, there's, there's the two angles to it, right? If you're in a bathtub and you're shitting yourself, mm. the priority is to stop shitting yourself. <laughs> yeah. Then you want to worry about sifting out all the shit that's yeah. already in the bath. But there's nothing to say that you can't try and do both at the same time. And what if shitting yourself is keeping... <laughs> like, very, I don't want to say the economy, because I know, I know that putting the <laughs> economy the ahead of human lives makes no sense whatsoever. But yeah. in order to maintain an economy that funds research, that funds keeps the lights on to help machines work to perform science... Yeah, yeah. In a way, that's not a perfect analogy because that that bathtub of shit is not entirely useless, I suppose. Yeah, but I guess that's where energy mix comes in. And I am playing devil's advocate here as well. I'm fully, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fully but it's on, a rational point. You know, and yeah, I think yeah. this was what the guy uh, Sultan Al Jabbar, who was the head of COP28, this mm. when he, the comments that he was making about there's no science behind the phase out of fossil fuels. Mm. Like you could be charitable and say that was what kind of what he was getting at. Like we can't just stop doing it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, <clears> I think there is a, there is a lot of science that. behind yeah, why yeah. we should stop doing it. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Um, we should be aiming for stopping. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, like that's, yeah. The, that's the thing. So I'm doing like there's a video that should be coming out on my channel next week that's on good news about climate because there there is okay, loads yeah, yeah. of good news about climate. Just people don't talk about it. And um, one of the things that I try and put in context is like renewables are like being installed so much faster than people know. Like we think that by the end of the decade it'll be like. F- 40% plus of electricity will come from renewables. Mm, and that's nice. up from like that's 1% at the start of the century. So it's, mm. it's huge. But you have to put that in perspective of the overall amount of energy that we get from fossil fuels hasn't actually changed that much. Like, the, because there's more than just electricity, you've got heating, you've got transport and stuff like that. And yeah, you can electrify those sectors. You can have electric cars, you can have heat pumps. And the total percentage of energy that is coming from electricity, sorry, being used in electricity has gone up in like a couple of percentage points the past decade but it's not enough so like the world still does absolutely run on fossil fuels Mm -hmm. and it's like record profits yeah yeah, record profits um but like you know we are actually changing it and like we're not in a position to be able to pivot and just do it tomorrow and yeah you are keeping the global economy going but like that trajectory that we're on is currently the right direction it's just too slow but you can't lose sight of the fact that it is happening you Mm -hmm. know but to, to answer the point about like sifting, sieving your own shit out of the bathtub. Yes. I <laughs> have had being to do on this that. I do that quite a lot. Um, I, I'm merely doing the shower these days because then you can just stomp it. It's, like, like, it's quite relatable, yeah. yeah. You absolutely can, and there's nothing stopping you from doing two things at the same time. Mm. It's a question of whether doing that distracts you from actually finding the solution in the first place. So, like, people talking about <clears> carbon <throat> capture and storage, like, that is absolutely just a distraction. That is just trying to keep you using fossil fuels for longer. Yeah. Um, like, there are ways to mitigate the impact that we're having, uh, like, positive afforestation. Jingle Jam uh, partner Just Dig It does this really well where you're planting trees where they were previously lost using indigenous techniques and indigenous populations. Like, you can do it in a sensible way, but as long as you do it in that context of you you, you stop shitting the bath, basically. Yeah. Stop shitting in the bath, basically, is what we're trying to get at. Sorry, guys. I'll, <laughs> I'll stop. Fine. It's not at least we can tell a lot about the diet from the shit. Yeah. Come on, lower it. It's bit. just the warm water. There's something about it. Just... <laughs> 
But no, that is very interesting. Thank you for that insight. Isn't uh, there a problem with cow uh, farting as well? Methane. Just to bring it back to farts, so I know um, you love to uh, talk that's, about farts. That's a common misconception. It's burps. It's burps, is it? Oh, oh, God, what it's, it's a sex doll. Oh, no. It's a sex doll. Um, it's fine. It's, it was a new addition to the set. It's fine. So, yeah, cows um, cows are ruminants, so they have okay. different stomachs, and then the way that they process grass they got is four, right? They, I don't know if it sounds right. I don't know Not about cows to dispute it. Yeah. Let's say four. They move the grass around inside their stomachs, and doing that, they generate methane that they burp out. And that's one of the reasons why this the carbon footprint of beef specifically is so high yeah. uh, I, I think it's like 60 kilograms of co2 for every kilogram oh sorry co2 equivalent so including God. stuff like methane for every kilo of, of beef wow. that's crazy Jeez. like it is if you actually look at like a graph comparing it and obviously it's global average data there's slight variations depending on where you are but like mm-hmm. the majority of it is simply just how cows feed themselves it's not transport it's mm-hmm. not how you package it or anything like that it is just the fact that they burp. So should we, should, should we be worried about how much we fart? Us, As humans. Not so. Tell you what, I do t- I l- a lot. This guy, bro. I fart a lot. It's huge. Like, I, uh, what about we would do it a lot more? Like, yeah, you know, you know like, <laughs> like passive smoking is one thing, but yeah. like full on smoking is another. I'm a full on farter. Like, I mean, to go also just to bounce back to the particulate matter, should we be worried in the same room as him farting? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so when is we breathe in, because we oh, haven't fully understood. Your brains are getting lodged with Smith's right. shit. Because <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I feel like if we're going to have a stroke and die, honestly, it might make you smarter. I might generate a gag reflex to fart if I knew from. A fact that tiny, tiny pieces of his poo are going into my <laughs> body. There's a lot of COVID PPE still kicking around. I think you might want to invest in some. Oh my for this god! Office. Like oh, full no. on respirator. Yeah, but how do you know what's the good stuff, and and how do you know it's the thing that's funding Mo- oh, Michelle Mo- Monet's <laughs> uh, defense fund? Yeah. No, I, I don't. Yeah, that was good. That was a good segue. That's very funny. Like <clears> I wanted. To, I didn't know whether to ask more questions about methane because, funnily enough, I was talking about methane last night. It might be because oh. I knew you were coming on today. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, hold on, I'm going to have to light that one off. Uh, <laughs> get a match, honey. The, the council in, um, put one of those, you know those things in landfill sites where they burn off the methane and the yeah, little things? I've got yeah. one of those on the side of my own suite. Um, <laughs> but like the... Uh, it's always on fire. <laughs> the... The thing about the uh, the permafrost melting and releasing huge methane deposits could speed up. Um... Yeah, that's a tipping. <coughs> Sorry, that's a tipping point that we know about. That's an interesting one. So basically, there's a lot of um, their clathrates. So there's stuff that's buried in the permafrost in Siberia, uh, northern latitudes. That if the ice melts, would release lots of methane amongst other things. There's also the concern that actually it could release ancient viruses. Oh yeah, and stuff like oh, that. It's like bubonic plague might be stored. Yeah, but we definitely know the methane's in there. We don't necessarily know the mind-eating ancient yeah, viruses in there. Not. But uh, we the thing. Just sat on a ticking time bomb. <laughs> we we don't know, actually. Do how... I want the methane or the virus? Tell me now. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> Fuck. One's going to kill you a lot faster than the other. Because we don't really have a very good idea of like how close it is to melting and how much methane there is there because it's so inaccessible. Like, no PhD student wants to go to Siberia for three years no. and measure basically the earth farting. <laughs> like, that's fundamentally what it is. I, so, a couple of years ago, I saw like um, some sort of scientific panel addressing a lot of very important people, probably a UN thing, talking about this very issue of and the sign the head scientists involved in in studying the amount of methane being released from the Siberian permafrost was crying yeah and I don't know whether that's because the gig was that bad um, <laughs> these conferences or, or, are often like, 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 she was so like this could like you know this could turn climate change in the next hundred years into climate change in the next five years and you know, like sort of like yeah. the amount of methane that could be like potentially could be produced is like you know nuclear winter kind of style shit yeah um, there's there's, like, there's large error bars in terms of the magnitude pop pop 
and the time scale. Mm-hmm. So it's like we there's a paper that came out last year by Chris Lenton uh, about global tipping points. So it's an example of a tipping point. There are other ones like the uh, Gulf Stream shutting down, like the uh, Amazon forest dying back, west loss of the West Antarctic ice sheet, stuff like that, where we have a best guess of how much warming we think we would need to hit to release all of it. Mm. But then there's an error bar, and then the impact regionally and globally also has a pretty large error bar. Um, and that is one of the least well-understood ones. Mm. And yeah, like, it is, if you are looking at the upper end of it, it's pretty fucking devastating. Mm-hmm. Like, in the same way that on the other end of the spectrum, if the AMOC, like, the, the Gulf Stream shuts down, Europe could cool by 10 degrees. Like, it could literally be ice age conditions. Oh, God. Uh, but over the course of maybe but a century. upside... We'd be able to get right across the channel into France for oh, yeah. the croissants. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go for invasion, like for Henry III oh, yeah, style you invasion. You want to get the sleds going? You know, going We're going to get Calais back. We're going to make France great we'll make again. Most of it. <laughs> got the abs- you got to look at the outsides. Yeah. Sure, most of Brittany's underwater, but um, <laughs> it's all frozen. Uh, yeah. It's not that bad. But yeah, um, no, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Okay. Well. Glad to hear there's a big error bar. That error bar helps yeah. me sleep at night. It's, and, and that's the thing. Like we, there is so little about those kind of tipping points that we do know for absolutely sure. Like mm. it's one of these systems. And I was actually talking to a guy the other day about how, like, the Gulf Stream specifically, we don't know if we could ever know when it would shut down. If that makes sense, because it's such a complicated system. Like the way that you model it. Like this guy's conclusion was basically like it's kind of impossible to say. Like we think it's that it's so chaotic. It's like so far. Like we, we we think that it is triggerable, but we don't know exactly when, and it's not. So, so just to explain to people what the Gulf Stream briefly is. So yeah. So the Gulf Stream is this current of warm water in the Atlantic that goes from the west coast of America up. To, sorry, the east coast of America up to Western Europe. It's the reason why uh, Western Europe and the UK specifically is so much warmer than they are. Because if you look at the same latitude in like what's the same latitude as as the uk in america it's like the middle of canada you're asking me the latitude and i don't know the difference between latitude and longitude (laughs) it's like basically we're so much warmer than we should be because of this thing and potentially if greenland specifically melts then that would have lots of fresh water that would disrupt that current and you wouldn't get that conveyor belt of warmth and suddenly europe would really quite quickly cool off it's a little safety blanket yeah basically um and and there's another one that people don't seem to talk about, called the, I think it's the Kurashishi current in the Pacific that goes off the west coast of, of the Pacific. Because there's this, because of the Earth rotating, water in the ocean sloshes to the west of the ocean basin. Whoa, hold on. And then it what? just goes, uh, yeah, because well, the Earth's rotating. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, hang on. Because the, the sun is going overhead, right? The gravity <laughs> yeah, yeah. of oh, the sun oh, oh, a spinning yeah. <laughs> is pulling the Earth, pulling the oceans, yeah. and wow. it sloshes to the west of the ocean basins and it forms. And over the current. edge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Holy <clears throat> shit. Wow. Do you I'm think learning a lot. the politics behind it are frustrating? I see that you've like just... The climate <laughs> crisis. Well, <laughs> only because I saw yesterday that, yeah, apparently Labour's pulling back on their spend for oh, environmental projects. Hell. But there, um, there's constantly promises to do stuff. There's all the, these meetings where they're like, yeah, we're going to do this now as a group. Yeah, we're going to rally so together. Everyone's going to sign a contract. And then at that point, you did the our fucking hell thing. How often do you wake up in the morning yeah. with that feeling? Ah, well, I, I look down at my <laughs> body the, and I'm just like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm changed the world. Um, at, the, at the knowledge you have <clears> in your brain. Yeah, it's, it seems on. like no one takes it seriously at all. Well, at least they're not zooming out to the point where they're like actually taking the the real risk. Well, I think I think there's two aspects because like, it's not affecting me now. It probably won't affect me right now. So I think people are taking it seriously, take that on the head. but in a way that we are not 
programmed as humans to deal with societal changes that are global and take place over decades. Yeah. And like, so I make this point in the video that before the Paris Agreement in 2016, we mm-hmm. thought that we would get four degrees of warming this century. And at the moment, current policy, we think is going to limit it to 2.7. Okay. So we've already, in less than 10 years, really flattened that curve. And it's not right. enough, but we have made progress. Uh, the longer term, I think it's the 2030 targets if we go through with those and they become policy, um, would limit it to 2.3. And if we hit all the net zero targets the countries have, it's looking like 2.1 at the moment. So like policy that is currently in place is making a difference. And people are taking it seriously. They're just not taking it as seriously enough and we're not doing it fast enough. Which is... As when you see the news about um, yeah. Labour have just rode back this this promise, like really frustrating mm. because, like, if you look at the data, people around the world like n- n- have never been more engaged about climate. Most yeah. voters in the top twenty most polluting countries support climate policy. Like, they want us to do something about mm. it. And political parties know that if they don't do something about it, for at least the majority of people, but because democracy's fucked that doesn't necessarily mean the winning an election like it's going to cost you votes so the mm. thing with labor's frustrating because what the tories are attacking isn't so much their climate policy it's the fact that it's just a clusterfuck in labor like mm. there's no mm. coherency there's no uh, as well, they, they say it is because of economical reasons yeah so, but, but, they're, is, but they're, I guess the they're teasing them apart on this work. because starmer's saying one thing and the other people in the party are saying another thing yeah, and yeah. it's just not cohesive i think yeah. if they were cohesive they wouldn't <clears> have had to have wrote this back it just to right, actually okay. kind of stick into their guns which makes it so much more frustrating mm. so you don't know what they're actually because going the, to do there's the thing they can make these promises but they can always just pull that back whenever yeah Nick it's like, oh the economy's not quite right oh there's another pandemic okay oh, yeah. sure but we won't bother with any of that stuff and but, but like, that's but surely this should be the priority number one for everyone realistically because obviously it affects everyone yeah no matter who you follow no matter which side you lean on everyone's going to be equally fucked the same way. Well, if you, like, I, I imagine it like, you know those star diagrams, if you're rating like a player in FIFA or something, it's like defense, <coughs> attack, yeah, 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 yeah. you've got stats. I, yeah. I, I imagine like a voter has that, but for like, you've got defense, you've got mm. energy, you've got yeah. climate, stuff like that. And like, I can't tell you that you should have climate at the top of your list. Of course, yeah. You may have something that means that you may have a pre-existing condition saying you want healthcare, you want to fund the mm. NHS, and that's a personal thing. Mm. Can't tell you to not do that. I should, I can tell everyone that we should be taking climate at, towards the top of the mm. list for everybody yeah. um and it's i think just <laughs> also everything's relative as well so like but you know, there's an economic argument to be taken of course because yeah, yeah. like the cheapest form of energy we've ever invented has, is now solar energy like solar yes, is yeah. spectacularly cheap and obviously it doesn't work particularly well in this country but wind is spectacularly mm. cheap as well and like from the uh, argument of like energy security not being dependent on like gas imports from russia or from america now like there are so many reasons economically why you do want to go the low carbon route why you do want to take over control of your energy uh and it's really frustrating to see a lot of the reasons why people don't take action on that is because of misinformation mm. right, it's because okay. of fear-mongering there's a lot of that yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, right, your comment section must be uh, a burning well, what's dumpster wild is there's, there's an amazing channel. People, people don't watch it. There's a channel called Climate Town. Makes basically, you know that scene in Suicide Squad where it's like, he's me, but better. Right, That's yeah. kind of me in Climate oh, okay. Town. Like, <laughs> it's just better than me. That's <laughs> right. um, so self-short. And he, um, uh, I was talking to him about his comments, and I was like, you know, geez, what do you, what do you have to wave through? And he was like, oh, mine are great. 
Oh wow! My comments are lovely, and I was just like, "What the fuck? Oh, are you? Yeah. Who have you been sent where, to? Where are yeah. your audience where are coming from? Going to you know, um, just like climate deniers? Obviously, like the core audience of people that I get are lovely, but it's the tail end. It's the people who watch a video like you know years and years after it's gone out, and it's just like, ah, oh, Jesus. But there's ways I will shout out YouTube's moderation tools because there's great ways oh, that you okay. can catch a lot of them. So like you have the list of words where if you include it in the comment, uh, yeah, it gets yeah, filtered. Yeah. So I've got like liberal misspelled. Uh, so like L I B R A L that catches loads. Nice. Like yeah, yeah. Al Gore, all one word. Wow. Um, yeah. Like uh, seafront properties is another one. <laughs> really? There's like specific <laughs> ones that you can get because it's like Obama's wow. buying seafront properties. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Cool. Stop messing. Okay. Um, well, I think it's good that you have those because mm, you should, yeah. I feel like the other guys in an echo chamber of people that already agree whereas you're at least I'm reaching the people you're reaching the people yeah. and if you can yeah. convert Educating at least one of those people to start considering the other <laughs> option of like oh maybe I have been uh, brainwashed by doom saying uh, politics news uh, then I think that's a good thing. Well, the way also, I... also like if you don't manage to convert those people, you could have a secret side project clandestine par- paramilitary force that goes and finds those people. Wow! You yeah. should read. Have you got the Ministry list? for the Future yeah. by Kim Stanley Robinson? Is that what that is? <laughs> it's a UN agency. Uh, okay, slight spoilers for this book. If people don't want to read right, it, right. smooth the podcast like thirty seconds. Uh, it's this uh, idea that there's a UN agency that's set up to advocate for people in the future, right. and um, nice. this woman who heads it has this experience where she's like, "I think we want a paramilitary." force right. and she goes to her chief of staff and she's like I think on the download we, we need a paramilitary force and he's just like we already have one <laughs> it's like whoa oh, shit. shit the bed okay you can unmute now oh, that's um, cool but yeah I recommend that book it's very good yeah yeah um yeah, I mean, well, the, what I try and do with the videos is I call them Trojan horse videos because, like, you package it to look like it's coming from a climate skeptic. Right, so it's okay. like, where's the sea level rise? Why hasn't the sea level risen yet? Mm. And then you can, like, kind of hit them about a third of the way into the video right. to be like, yeah, here's the data kind of okay. thing. But you package it in such a way that it gets into their algorithm because otherwise, yeah, you're preaching to the choir and YouTube yeah. just radicalizes people massively. So you're you, I, you know, so. they're never going to see most scientific content. They're going to see stuff from Joe Rogan and Jorgen Peterson. And this is why, I, and I've said this for a long time, I've advocated for like positive propaganda. Like imagine, <laughs> imagine if the the government was sponsoring, you know, well, I guess it, being an elected government, it kind of reflects the opinions of whoever elected them. So <coughs> it's a bit tricky, but like. You know, like you, you, you doing that. You that that what you're saying with the titles and like trying to like draw people in by appearing as a skeptic and then giving them something like that's almost like a sort of prestige style form of propaganda where you can sort of yeah. like bait and switch people, but in a way that's so like explains the comments. clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, what the what fuck? The, I thought this I'm guy intrigued. was gonna agree yeah. with me. He's trying to educate. He me. wasted three minutes Shit. of my life. Uh, downvote. I hope they only show me agreeable content on YouTube for the future. Uh, yeah. When was the but, last time you disliked a YouTube video? By I way? haven't even. I don't interact. In I don't, I don't like to interact YouTube, with platforms because really. I don't want them to understand why I watch their platform. That's fair enough. But you see, like, just merely a click now. And when yeah. they, when oh, they yeah, your eyes, sure. you're fucked. For sure, yeah. The eyes. Once no, you've got do. the Vision Pro, you're like, I'm looking at everything but, I want to look d- at. But phones already pay attention to yeah. where you're glancing on, and a, how on long a screen. It's on the screen. Uh, yeah, like, exactly, like, yeah. So, and like, yeah, if you even if you're scrolling, so yeah, you can't avoid it. You're right. Also, you but, physically um, can't on YouTube now. There is no. They, they, sh- they, you can still dislike it, but they oh, don't show, show you it. the number. That's right. Because I really dislike something. I would type dislike. Yeah, comment. I don't understand the kind of person who dislikes videos. I really, and I get them on every single, even like. You know, like when my baby was born, it was just like you know yeah. dislikes on. This I guess video. it depends. It's yeah, if it's like offensive you... specifically, but I've not really. I just don't bother. Like I just move on. 
But I, I, it's a certain kind of person. With these things differently. It's yeah. a troll. But it also yeah, means that if I'm successful at doing this kind of propaganda, like positive propaganda, like mm. my life is hell reading the comments. <laughs> so it's it, like, it, it, it takes oh, any, any comment is a good comment in that regard, it's, algorithmically. It's, it's like Borat. It increased, po- um, what is it, tourism to Kazakhstan. Yeah. Any, t- any tourism is good. To- yeah, but what yeah, is but it? Any publicity is good publicity. For your mental health, it is death by a thousand cuts. Uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I need to. This is why I mostly consume content about Warhammer. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't watch that many other climate people. What do you yeah, think? Like, escapes are very important, aren't they? Escape fuels. Spells. What do you think fuels like climate denial? Is it just? So this is, is it interesting. Propaganda? Actually. Is it? So there's a, there was a really big paper that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago that basically said climate skepticism online has changed. It used to be climate's not changing and if it is changing, we're not responsible for it. Mm. And now it's like those arguments have really fallen off and now it's... There's an acceptance. What we're, what we're proposing isn't going to work. There's no point doing anything. Okay. Like, doomerism has now replaced skepticism, seemingly. Right. And that's, like I think, a lot more worrying because I think that's a much more effective way to engage people to not do something. Because yeah. right. like, if you say to people, we're not warming, well, the evidence is just mounting and mounting. Mm. But like to say to someone, well, this, this solution isn't going to work, and, and it's people who you might not think of as being skeptics, like say Jordan Peterson or like Ben Shapiro. It's mm. just like, you know, you are effectively indoctrinating people to think, well, this problem is unsolvable. Let's not do anything about it, and that means it probably isn't that big of a deal. And I think that's so much more dangerous. Mm. So I'm, I'm probably do a video about that quite soon. But, but that, the, just, that just strikes me as more just a selfish ment- mentality of it's not going to affect me in my lifetime. Yeah, let's live our lives and have fucking fun. And it's like I can appreciate why a lot of people might think like that. And like, well, it's not affecting me. I don't have kids, or so whatever. But the but, um, or you're so disempowered yeah. that you feel like well I want to care I can't but it change. actually hurts to care doesn't it? Yeah. it it hurts to become invested in something you cannot influence um, and so yeah. I think people resist that quite often but the original like point about where does skepticism come from is a book I literally think everyone should read uh, called Merchants of Doubt and it's basically the same scientists were trotted out to dispute the science about smoking causing cancer the hole in the ozone layer mm-hmm. uh, acid rain and climate change the same scientists were brought out and they were all brought out <coughs> by these right wing think tanks because in America um, there were this small but really influential group of people who thought that basically legislation that changed how we lived our lives was communism and so they fought massively to stop people from actually doing that kind of legislation so there was uh, I did a video about this last year there was a big uh, conference in uh the Netherlands called the Nordwick Conference in 1989, where we came really close to a legally binding agreement to limit greenhouse gas emissions. And the Americans and that group of people specifically torpedoed it because they got to the White House advisor on science. Oh, that's pretty sad. <laughs> so everyone should read that book. It's, it's Merchants of Doubt by Rescues and Conway. It's an amazing read, but it oh, does make you angry. It. Yeah, I was going to say, does it yeah, not make you feel but, you disenfranchised? <laughs> I guess I just try to dodge disenfranchisement as much as possible because I, I don't think I'm a particularly durable person when it comes to like um, dealing with all of these things that you must deal with in a much more acute way than I ever do as well. Like, which is yeah, tough. I think you know, hanging on. Testament. I'm yeah. just worried that there's not enough intellectual people in parliament or in the world. Mm-hmm. In the world, sure, but like they're, they're there. It's just the fact that they can't make enough of it. Yeah, an they're not going to be voted for their you know opinions and stuff. I, yeah, they my, say, my, and then my when biggest speak, fear they say is things that confuse people. So like, I don't want to listen to that guy. But I'll you to the guy with floppy that, hair. I feel <laughs> like we it. are in a that's period enough. of transition where we're going from we could have politicians that exist in the way they do right now because their inaction or their failure to properly target resources doesn't have enough of an impact. Mm. I think we're really coming to like the rub now where we need effective government, effective legislation in order to act fast enough to prevent uh, not societal collapse, but just 
damage to all of us, right? In, yeah. in every way, in progress, you know, that if we don't get our, a grip on these things, we may not see amazing things in our lifetimes that we would have done if science was allowed to progress or if we hey, were we allowed to not spend Pro. all our resources. Oh, yeah, I can look at coral reefs on, uh, the, you know, but on not a Vision Pro. Not, porn oh, not pornography. Yeah, it's about human experience. It's about looking after the planet as well and looking about after all the things that live on it. And I think, like, everyone's just kind of getting a bit... Sick I, th- I think like, one of the, know, like, the big problems is that people seem to think that humans are separate from nature mm. and like we're mm. not actually massively intrinsically linked to it and I think well we were genetically modified by aliens but the planet not. is very much our circulatory system isn't it yeah like, well we yeah, are yeah. we are enmeshed in it it's not yeah. a separate us and them and yeah. I think there's an organization called Durrell that I've worked with before who basically advocate for getting people more in touch with nature and just exposing them to this is what different species look like mm. you know this is um this is but some basic stuff about their ecology and biology and just doing that makes you aware of how connected stuff is and i think a, a, a lot like we could do so much good by just getting people outside and connected. touch some goddamn grass touching some goddamn grass exactly <laughs> Um, but I think there's a large argument to be made for curtailing civil liberties, honestly. Like, I, don't I really... say this because I say this and I can't have you oh, say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, because I'm always, I said this to my, my I've got a friend who's a very smart guy. He, he works in um, Africa helping indigenous people to, um, well, the last time I spoke to him, he was stopping people from eating bush meat, basically. Nice. Because basically the problem was is people were getting ill, they were getting huge the illnesses going through because of all the parasites. Oh, the worms. Um, you showed us the bucket of worms. That's, yeah, yeah, oh, that, that, that's a different guy. Oh, that's a different guy that does oh, parasite okay. study. But anyway, gross. he was, um, yeah, he is having to deal with a lot of, uh, I can't remember the point I was making now. Fuck. Now all I can think of is that He's bucket of worms. Helping the That was it. Sorry. I and he went to a big um, thing where they were talking about um, sustainability. I think it was largely about forestry. And uh, when I say big thing, I mean like many, many representatives from many countries. And he's saying like, um, you know, China are essentially just like ignoring. Like the problem is right now is China don't seem to care enough about what everybody else thinks about doing things. Uh, and so they're having a big problem with breaking through to them to getting it. But largely what I was saying, I was talking a bit about like, authoritarianism because we were talking about China and you know like mm. China, China has an authoritarian approach to a lot of the modern things that we're all facing right be it COVID with the fucking drones spraying streets and things like that you know like completely different approach to what we're doing well they just banned um, all the gacha mechanics on microtransactions they've just done that you see right, that? right yeah so, so oh, when you said civil liberties were you talking about like authoritarian <laughs> solutions well, to global yeah, problems like, it, or it, like it would be something like stopping you from using a particular product if it was de- massively damaging to the environment yeah mm. like but to be fair and like like I want to be very clear <laughs> that I don't agree with the Chinese government on a lot of things mm. obviously their treatment of ethnic minorities <laughs> and their foreign policy there's lots of stuff to disagree with and the Uyghurs everyone's been quiet about the Uyghurs but they yeah exactly uh, but on their climate policy they are possibly getting more shit done than anyone else yeah they've done a lot of <clears> solar <throat> transitions so la- the most mind blowing statistic last year China added more solar panels than the US has in its entire history wow oh yeah like it that, yeah. is crazy how how quick China is rolling out renewables. Uh, Interesting. Their emissions have probably peaked last year. Uh, the their installation of solar is going to be the largest form of energy for them next year, I think. Oh like, shit! It, like uh, that's a, this thing that people seem to have. Like they like the idea of China as being this boogeyman because I guess it rescinds control. It's like it means yeah. I don't have to do anything because China's not mm. doing anything. It's othering, yeah. But 
they, um, you know, they are massively ramping out their use of renewables and they are probably going to hit their targets in terms of... Because they, they do set out these five-year plans for, like, we're going to do this and this. And some of them are environmental. And, yeah, I reckon they will probably hit them. Does hmm. China control quite a lot of the resources required to build solar yes, panels? Yes, that's the thing about it, is they and control they the global supply And they to create uh, yeah. even greater dominance over the world in another form. So yep, you, why fight a war when you can just build the most solar panels? Yeah, so, um, you know, that's the, that's the flip side of it, is, yes, they're doing a fantastic thing from a carbon emissions perspective. But in terms of like, I don't know the exact statistics, but I think it's like the lithium manufacture, sorry, um, like extraction and processing. I think they control like 95% of that. And so isn't that, because I thought that there was also like this kind of, the fact that they're mining for all this stuff is also damaging as well. Is that a climate thing or is that something else? Whereas the mining like, like for batteries and like the kind oh, of yeah. electric cars, it's probably all holistic. The production of all of the, I guess these climate things. is always linked to all forms. It'll be linked to, yeah. but I think I think it's like, stuff like runoff from the mining like, operations. You know, yeah, it's, it's also humanitarian. It's just like people yeah. are treated like shit, and it's it's a new form of colonialism where yeah. it's a lot of this is happening in Africa, and it's being controlled by Chinese entities right, going okay. and doing this. But like, you know, it's you have you can't ignore that. The whole thing about the climate crisis is it is a holistic thing. Everything mm. is connected, and you can't solve just one problem mm. without addressing these other ones. So, yeah, they say that like yeah, a brand new electric car is probably not actually as efficient as you know, well, an old the, the of, like how much the emissions because obviously everything that went into this new product still required a lot of fucking emissions but beforehand. It's, I can't remember the so exact figure. It doesn't weigh off until like several years later. So. But centralised emissions are always going to be better than decentralised emissions. I think is my blanket response to something about like the idea of an electric car versus a combustion mm. car. At least with electric cars, emissions are centralised. It's much easier to regulate control and add measures to control those emissions than say making even good petrol cars because those emissions are just out the tailpipe and mm. into everybody's air, right? Yeah. I think that would be my The my I, I can't remember yeah, again. Exactly. It's I think it's like a couple of thousand miles that you need to drive in an EV before then you break even and it's less right. effective. So it's not actually that fast. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like it's it. but there's there's a lot of pushback. It's like a culture war issue on EVs specifically. Mm. Like in the yeah. in the UK press in particular. Like it's of the, Daily Mail hates EVs. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean they just want to take any of so their I thought it was just infrastructure into... just gonna be well, the infrastructure wouldn't manage it if we got rid of But it's a chicken and egg thing. It's yeah. like you don't build the infrastructure yeah, yeah. until you have the demand. You have to grow it, yeah. uh, and that's an example where you need government policy. You need mm. the government to step in and say, mm. right, we're gonna build these charging stations. Yeah. Uh, or support industry to do that, and then that supports the uptake. I like the idea of swappable batteries. Kind of well, there was cool. that Tom Scott video about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That cool. yeah. There are companies that, that are trying like to do it, like, but it looks it like hydrogen f- cells. Hydrogen cells was depend- just a, It all depends burn. on investment. Like It might happen. Hydrogen's a weird yeah. one as well, because it also it uses the existing fossil fuel infrastructure. Mm. Like, which they'd be very happy with. Which they would be very... And that's why they tend to push hydrogen. Right, um, Another I'm, distraction, perhaps? Yeah, probably. It's, it's something From that I don't think we need. Distraction from what? Sorry, as in from like people going to electric, electrifying things. Right. So right. it's still keeping them in business, and it's like, well, so you would still rate an EV over a hydrogen vehicle? I don't. I mean, I am not an expert in this, but my understanding right, okay. of it is yes. Right. Okay. Um, because you know, at the at the end of the day, if I know EVs aren't in their final form right now as well. You know, like I'm talking no. like an EV with a 500 mile range would be preferable to a hydrogen vehicle with a 500 mile range. Let's say. Yeah. As example. I as I understand it, and I need right. to do more research into this, um, and that's partly because. By buying the hydrogen, you are inherently supporting that fossil fuel extraction system mm. and that existing mo- mode of make getting energy where we don't need it anymore. Um, well, and we're not s- going to be extracting hydrogen, we'd be generating it, surely. Well, no, 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 no. But that's propping up the business of someone like Shell or BP. Oh, uh, so you're know. basically just letting them live on. They don't, they don't yeah, get their come up and so they're, they're subsidizing their failure. continued existence. Right, right yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, which is also what kind of governments have been doing for how many years. I don't know, whatever it is, it's. 
a fucking crazy statistic in terms of fossil fuel subsidies per day. It's you mm. know it's like 150 million pounds a day. It's probably even more than that. I can't remember. Do you want to hear two crazy things now? Are we, are we okay? Sure, yeah, yeah. You guys, yeah. any more yeah, questions? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Okay. First, talking about how um, colonialization. Just earlier on, how you said about how China's doing some form of colonialization by using Africa to mine certain minerals. Mm. Russia is using um, African gold mines to buy Iranian drones. So they sent Iran last year, at the end of last year, two tons of gold um, in order to purchase um, their drones. It's like uh, a medieval convoy. Yeah, it's right. crazy, isn't it? <laughs> the it's it's wagons. Wagons. <laughs> The things that happen gold, still. Gold. And, and they're using Wagner mercenaries to do it. So obviously they killed oh, the really, Wagner yeah. leader because, you know, couldn't stand that slight. Mm, it is no, medieval. No. It is the medieval times, of course. No, it was a plane. He instant. tried to challenge the king and... Mm. Took a pop, champ missed. Um, that day when he was like marching on Moscow, I remember. I was, I was, crazy. On, I was like, yeah. I was on a scout. Oh, I'm camp. really interested to see what. I was happens. the only one who had like phone signal, and I was like, uh, guys, that's yeah, pretty right. crazy. There's a tank column marching on Moscow <laughs> right now. Oh, I know. And also, the worst thing was is like how like sedate and almost it seemed like as they were going through, you're like, he's fucked this up. Nobody's come to his call. They're not mm. going to depose him, and he knows that he's just a dead man walking like mm. around Moscow. Uh, right. Uh, so this is the other crazy story that I want to tell you guys at the end of this. I found. Um, is it politicky? Uh, it's not politicky. Uh, politic oh, is this it's, the murder This is the murder mystery. mystery. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, if that's on. okay, and we, uh, go we'll go on to that. Right. So, a <clears throat> little bit of a story. This is um, this was published on Now Then magazine. I have no idea whether that's... It might be an old Is it just magazine. Now Then or Now Then Now Then? Because now Then magazine. The now then, now well, then. it's Sheffield. I don't know. Uh, murder, the likely story of Gareth Williams. So Gareth Williams has been in the news again recently. Um, he was this person. I'll just read the story. A Welsh lad achieves A-grade maths and computer science A-levels aged 13. He gets a first-class degree in maths aged 17 and at 18 begins his PhD in Manchester. When he is 22, he starts working working for GCHQ, the government's listening station at Cheltenham. He's quiet, a country yeah. boy. He doesn't go out a lot. He likes his own space. Then one day in 2010, Gareth doesn't turn up to work, nor the next day. A week goes by. Eventually, a policeman is sent round to the Pimlico flat where uh, Gareth has been living for a year. The officer lets himself in with a spare key to find the curtains are drawn. The flat is extremely neat and tidy. Everything is in order except a padlocked North Face holdall in the bath of the ensuite bedroom containing the naked body of Gareth Williams. Uh, his DNA is not found on the padlock, zipper or Velcro handles, which have been fastened. In fact, there is hardly any DNA in the flat except for traces belonging to an unidentified person on the zip of the padlock. Neither are there any finger, foot or palm prints on the bath. There is no evidence of a struggle apart from a little bruising on Garrett's elbow as he lies, cur lies curled in a fetal position. The shower curtain has been drawn, the lights are off, a doorknob has been removed and one of his four phones has been reset to factory settings. The flat has been locked from the Outside, the key for the padlock is in the bag with Gareth. This isn't a board game, so you're not going to need to write all this down. Oh, but I'm just giving you more and more is there of a, the level did they of figure oddness. This out? No. Okay. Oh, okay. So well, well no. <laughs> so we're we're so, going to try and figure so, out what so happened. So two courts. I'll give you my take on what's actually happened. Um, there's two, <laughs> this is what he'd do. Two courts have, have ruled misadventure. There's a little bit more to this. The toxicology reports came back inconclusive since the body had been left decomposing for a week with the central heating set on full despite it being midsummer. In the too late, it's too late to prove whether Gareth died whilst he was in the bag or before no cause of death is found. 
despite this, Dr. Fiona Wilcox says in the coroner's final report that Gareth's death was unnatural unlikely, uh, and likely to have been criminally meditated and that the lack of hand and footprints in the bathroom is significant. In addition, Dr. Wilcox voices concerns about why it took so long for Williams' disappearance to be reported. She says that the evidence given by Gareth's line manager at GCHQ begins to stretch the bounds of credibility and that the delay could have been caught, caused key evidence to, at the scene to be lost. Robin Williams, not the singer, the Williams family solicitor, said that Gareth's employers failed to make even the most basic inquiries about his whereabouts or welfare. This Again, remember, this is like an absolute prodigy math genius that's working at GCHQ, which is essentially like... The NSA kind of... Yeah, yeah, NSA. Like, they monitor communications, they, so which br- they Williams hack... Is yeah, this is just their solicitor. Hunting Different Robin Williams. Because there's uh, a mess genius in that one as well. Yeah, there is, yeah. Um, so, so basically, what happened is um, it emerges in the course of the investigation that Gareth has visited bondage websites and looked up bondage training on YouTube. His internet history suggests he's had an interest in fashion and there were £20,000 worth of women's clothing in the flat. During the inquest and subsequent police inter- uh, investigations, it's postulated that Gareth died in some sort of sexual act. Uh, much delving is done into his private life. A video is found by police on his phone of him wagging his rear end at the camera. His landlady admits that she once found Gareth tied to his bed and called for help when he needed help being untied. So he is into bondage and stuff, right? But it doesn't seem like, in my opinion, it doesn't seem like him being found in a completely wiped crime scene inside a mm. locked duffel bag yeah, yeah, feels like yeah. bondage. It feels, it feels like, like being staged. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. so a lot of people... Have postulated that this may have been a foreign asset. So a foreign agency, I'm going to say Russia, has um, <laughs> has come in, tried to get this guy to do, like, to try to turn him, tried to make him sort of like a sedition. I think they, I can't remember what they call it. It's, it's basically where you try to convince a person to start working for you, oh, yeah. and when it goes wrong, they kill you. And so when you don't say oh, yes, right. basically they kill you and make it look like nothing ever happened. But what's really crazy about this is two different courts, uh, including the ones working with the GCHQ themselves, have have found, like, they've not really said, like, this looks suspicious. They've all just been like, oh, no, who knows what could have happened? Oh, no, who knows what could have happened? You know, and, and, it's, and it's been, it got brought up again recently, like last week. Again, it's just like, it's this really bizarre case yeah. of this very special person <coughs> in really odd circumstances that has been handled really strangely. And, and uh, what do you guys think may have happened here? Is this something that interests you? Does well, that seem kind of crazy to you? I don't think he would have put himself in the bag. That's or it's sure. not him. <gasps> oh, wow. What if he has a twin? Oh, you think they shit. prestiged it? It's more just like I, th- I well, think. I think the most impressive part would be the cleaning up of the entire area to not actually have any trace. That's the that's, that's the, the that's the sign of someone who was a maths genius. That's yeah, how they yeah. think about it. What if he had a twin and the DNA is sufficiently close that he knew that on analysis they think it was him? Why did he want to kill his twin? Because then he can make an escape. What, from where? And what from doing he, what he does, he can just have a new identity, not work for GCHQ anymore. Oh, so he had his backup oh, right, twin. Just he in killed case. his twin just so to cover yeah. his own ass, and yeah. he had an awesome opportunity from Russia. Yeah, to go work with them, but it's like you have to. But we have added a twin to this mix. I'm sure that that'll be. <laughs> he might not have known that, that he was a twin. Been, okay, could have been Classic in the, twin the entire, the entire well, time. Well, we don't know anything about his parents. So do they were they his biological parents? Because uh, they would have surely someone would have grilled these people and been like, "What the fuck happened to your kid?" Like, yeah, apparently. Oh, no, oh he hated his twin. Uh, yeah. One, the, th- one thing I forgot to mention: <laughs> he's got a twin, identical <laughs> Hugo up in the loft. Yeah. You don't think he's. Completely identical twin would have something to do with this, would you? <laughs> but like, to clean a scene like that does seem very much like some sort of agency would have done it. It does, doesn't yeah. it? But no. then, like, he could have been into. What do you think? Uh, I reckon this is a sex act. Yeah. That was all premeditated, and the whole thing was like the kink is cleanliness. 
but also a bit of bondage. Yeah. So I reckon it's like, lock me in here for a bit, put me in the bag, and like just make this seem like nothing's going on and come back to me later. And then and that then person died. That, then they both died. They all died. Yeah. They all died. <laughs> what, if he fell, what if he fell foul of a cleaning company? Yeah, didn't pay Pay your cleaning bills. What the fuck? We'll make it look like an accident. They'll never find the prints. Just me. (laughs) We can really like we can baffle the best scientific minds in the country. Is that good? Like we should. Silent Witness Lab were like this is great. Great. If they can clean that well, I mean, because I can't. I just can't imagine it's easy to clean up DNA, hair follicles, like fingerprints, sweat, anything. Like they found nothing. If you wear a good morph suit, I think you could be trace free. You know? keep, keep everything in yeah. the bag that you're in. A solid morph suit, some nitrile gloves. But then that makes it that makes it look, yeah, like some sort of fucking super spy did it or some shit. Well, like that's insane for a moment. There was, in fact, you know, a, a, a foreign hit, you know, much like the Salisbury things that I'm happened, sure, yeah. that actually happened, you know, an extremely dangerous yeah. chemical agent was used to kill people like, on British soil. Comically, like, you know, badly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. They were distracted by the beautiful spires. 123 yeah. meters tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was place to be. Yeah. Do you reckon increased tourism? We've, no, because there's nothing in Cheltenham to distract them. So. <laughs> yeah, but like, but in, in like, I, Salisbury literally still could have traces of Novichok. It, yeah. It's half life is something like 600 years to degrade yeah. under normal conditions. So, like, mm, if it worry. gets on something, it just stays on it and like that's why those two homeless people died because they were rooting through a bin and it just had a bit on a bottle and and like have they tried daz they 99.9 including the coronavirus they should right? just uh, spritzed yeah. it with a load of bleach and then just, just walked away yeah no it's, it's it does get i think you can destroy it with cleaning products it's just that if you don't, don't i have no idea like the sun doesn't degrade it the sun doesn't break it down like, you know that sort of stuff like it's have you seen the theories is what's happened with liz truss by the way well she's been she's, she's been replaced she's, as no, a she's no, a robot. no 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 because she, she so met she, the queen and then um mysteriously the queen died quite soon after right. oh, yeah and now just after meeting king charles very briefly presumably during that time well the trust is an insider this trust Polonium 210 handshake. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think just maybe. her company is enough to kill anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, she is, she is just a fucking broken person, yeah. isn't she? Well, she's she's yeah, to break less the interesting than well. I suppose, yeah, she's on a full destructive mission. She's she? like, she's one of these people that scares me, like, as in because she seems so like detached from reality. It's like you can see there's a pilot behind her eyes just going, okay, let's say this now. Say port and you're like, like the alien and in smile. Yeah. Um, yeah. Men in Black. Yeah, except, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. except somehow less charismatic um, <laughs> yeah. than a, a man's face opening and showing you a tiny, ugly little ball bag alien. Um, I'd still rather, you know, see that. But no, I. Yeah, and then the popular conservative thing that happened yesterday, and you sent me that thing of Holly, Holly Valance, Valance yeah. talking about how much she loves the right wing. She's a climate tonight. She's a climate. No, Holly Valance, your favorite all this climate singer. crisis and nonsense. Actor. How does that make you feel when somebody says climate? Yeah, just denies. I don't anything. think the climate's real. Like, it's just like you know, or they say something stupid like um, when it's really cold, and oh, what about the global warming? Eh. It's like, oh. And it's like, what the fuck? We've like, reached that, that Republican two thousand. Yeah, that level sentence in itself is clearly a misunderstanding of everything. Okay. It's just, and, you, and you somehow don't think this is your problem. Yeah. You somehow think that you don't think that you've missed a, yeah, a memo yeah. here it's somehow. Just, yeah, it's, it's, it's so bizarre. Yeah. And it's just, just like, yeah, you, gotta, I, you don't yeah. have to be that smart to understand these things. You really don't. That's the thing. It's not Look like it isn't that. I'm not smart. But I just like, didn't you don't give need up. a PhD <laughs> to understand these things. You don't. Careful, you're going to sound like a Tory in no time. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, not doing it. I just worked hard. Yeah. I just worked hard and I got, had a baron for a dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, yeah, I guess I will. I mean, obviously, we, always, we always try and wrap our heads around why people don't see something the way you see it, right? I understand, like, why, yeah. I, like, I, I understand the, the policies behind this. They, they're looking at a different thing here. They're, mm. they're looking at the cost of the, you know, 
uh, well, I guess fossil fuels is is what they're really kind of they're, they're <laughs> being controlled by them in the in the back end. They, yeah. they know there's big money there, so they don't want to shake that tree. Maybe being Tory is just a kink. Maybe you know, much like much like this case. Maybe it's just like a humiliation kink. It's yeah. just like you just want to be so desperately but, wrong about yeah. things. <laughs> well, I, don't know, but, I don't know. Or just not. Someone's you don't have to deal. You don't have to deal with things like, if you don't deny. If, yeah. you don't, if you don't accept it's there, you don't have to deal with it, right? Yeah. Prime Minister's question times are just having like you know, <laughs> trying trying desperately to hide. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's why they have the paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Fucking yeah. hell! Yes. Oh, yeah, tell me I'm an idiot again. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Sorry, I've just come back from seeing our latest approval numbers. Yeah, Ooh, they really terrible. hate me. Is that Caroline <laughs> Lucas? <laughs> She's going to tell me I'm right. Rishi, yeah. I've got something perfect that you can say in the latest <laughs> House of Commons speech. They always give in front of the lectern, right? Yeah. Those are not transparent lecterns. That's true. Just yeah. That's true. But they do, they are backless, which is, there's a, there's a capacity to, <laughs> yeah. in, you know, like... A, to dock. That's a hollow lectern. Yeah, it's more of a dock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, um, uh, to ask you a, a personal question on a scale of the questions you get asked is completely irrelevant to your expertise how often does that happen mm. like oh yeah you're a doctor right so tell me about the ground and biology well it's, it's interesting because my specialism is really narrow that's the whole thing about a phd is you become yeah, like one of the world experts on a tiny thing yeah. and my specialism is stratosphere troposphere coupling over the like arctic right. <laughs> that's right, specifically okay. what my phd was about and so like there's layers around that so like atmospheric dynamics and then like the atmosphere as a whole and climate as part of that but then like was the climate bigger fo- a big focus or not no, no not at all no, like, it, wasn't, right. it wasn't part of the PhD because yeah. as a there is a research question about whether it's affecting what I was studying but I was looking at the internal dynamics of right. how it worked um, but like I very, very rarely get asked about exactly what I did so I, al- I basically always feel like I'm talking outside of my specialism but there is this definition of scientific expertise that is basically where your knowledge matches with somebody else's experience. And so if I know something about why it's cold or why it's you know rainy today, then to someone who wants to know the answer to that question, I become an expert. Right. So it's, it's sort enough. of subjective, yeah, yeah. really. But yeah, very rarely do I feel like I'm being asked exactly about... I was just about, about to ask about the coupling... Uh, <laughs> well, there was an interesting thing that happened a couple of weeks ago, actually, but we can, we won't talk about. That. Do you feel more like a therapist than a scientist sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I feel like well, that's a lot because I, I asked my audience like on Instagram because I did this video recently where I was like, I need to pivot how I'm making content mm-hmm. uh, and like change the way that I think previously I was making videos was very academic. It's I know a thing about this subject I think is important. I want to tell you about it, and I'm going to try and convince you to watch that video by the title and the thumbnail. And I think the way that I need to do things now is what do you want to know about? And then how does that overlap with what I know? And then how do I get you to watch my version of answering that Your question? Your take, basically. yeah. Um, and the most common response when I asked on Instagram, what, you know, what do you, questions do you guys have about climate? Was basically like, is there any hope? Like, should I bother having children? Like, you know, Doomsday. is there any good news? Yeah. And like, and so I was like, cool, right. I will make a video about that. So that's why that next video is. Going We've to had be a lot that. of these questions. Should ourselves? I bother having children? It's a good title. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I guess so it's interesting. It's like, well, well yeah. I? Well, as a dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good. I mean, yeah. You put your money where your mouth is. Um, I think one last question I would have is, I think so, a lot of the time when I talk to people about like my personal feelings regarding like I think you know climate is the most the, the biggest challenge facing humanity right now I mean obviously I don't want all these wars to break out into in bigger and bigger <coughs> scenarios lots of crazy shit going on right now I, I completely get that but 
overall, the overarching thing, because of how holistic and how you know, how connected we are to all the natural cycles of, of the world. Like for me, I, I feel very like impassioned to talk about climate as being like the big thing we need to solve. And when I talk to people that don't necessarily think like that, the main thing they often say to me is like they feel that like concern of the climate is um, dogmatic. So they, they feel like it's more, uh, um, yeah, a belief than, well, it is a belief in a way, but like they're often like, oh yeah, I, I mean, I get where you're coming from, but like, I just don't like how everyone's sort of like, yeah. preachy it's like it feels they say like oh it feels like a religion almost like it feels like a cult like yeah. almost like a doomsday cult like what do you what do you what's, what do you have a good sort of return to that or like a good reply sorry not return yeah it, it, and, and I, I agree I, I see where people come from because it's become a culture war issue it's become mm. this thing that people yeah, I guess so, shriek yeah. about basically and um, I have a real problem with climate coverage that is very doomsayery um and like there's there is a scary thing that's happening at the moment in the north atlantic we don't know why it's as warm as it is it's been basically above historic levels for a year do you think that's related to crab like lock drop and crab it's probably catches. something to do with crabs because they've said like bring it back to that fucking weird for a reason but uh, i saw recently just as a tangent that like uh, crab catches and things like that have been way down yeah. in the north atlantic yeah um, they've been having these mass die-off events that have mm. been happening uh, and one of the reasons why we think <clears> that is is because there's been this decrease in sulfate emissions from ships so sulfates when they get in the air form sulfuric acid and they reflect some sunlight away um, and when you take that away it results in a warming so we think that that's a factor but we don't quite know why have they reduced uh, new um, emission standards have come in so uh, the ocean got used new. to us polluting and now well, the, not, the, but the amount of energy coming in from the sun used to be slightly lower because we were reflecting some of it away right. we took some of the pollution away it then became like the more sunlight made it to the ocean, basically. So we so, need more fossil so, fuels. So, well, that's, that's just... one argument that, that there's there's this idea of using geoengineering and reflecting. Yeah, reflecting. Sunlight, but yeah, let's yeah. not touch that. Um, so so many like, variables. There are there are like reasons why we're not sure it's happening, but we you know it's not. No scientist is going around. Well, I've not yet to see a scientist going around and saying that's the start of the end of the world. And you see Instagram accounts, and I see it on threads and stuff, where it's just like people won't stop pushing this point of like, why is no one talking about this? This is the beginning of the end. And it's like, let me that's guess, not helpful. people are losing their mind about this mystery warming it's in the Atlantic. Atlantic it's right? all to get them to watch that yeah. specific video. And, but, but the, the, I, and I suppose that's it. It's it's the fact that like we live in we live in a society and we have this social media attention that, that it forces you to take these extremist takes and it yeah. radicalizes people to being. Like, it's a rise above the noise, right? Not. Yeah. So, like, that's why we're in this like mess of people having that response. And I think the only way around it is by having conversations about it and, and educating yourself about it. If you think that climate has become a dogmatic thing, I'd encourage you to watch or read content from people who are informed about it. That I do some of it, Climate Town does some of it. Just have a think. There are lots of people on YouTube who do it. Um, you actually go to your sources. Yeah. And you can, and, and you can, but to be fair, the IPCC, like the technical, sorry, not the technical reports, but the summary for policymakers, the, the language is perfectly readable. Like the average person can go in there and get what they're saying. Um, and like, it's just trying to get that information without that filter of what is going to grab your attention on mm -hmm. social media. Um, so, you know, the, it's a really hard situation we found ourselves in. And that, mm -hmm. and I, so I can see, totally see why. But in terms of like, when I have those conversations with people, it's like, well, what do you want to know? you know talk to me about it and i'll answer your questions as mm. best i can yeah it um, must be a difficult position for you to be in as well because you have to have an existence on youtube yeah you have to rise above the noise so to speak how i do don't want to make clickbait how I, do you not fall into that trap of like taking an article and 
in order to enhance the thumbnail and the title for them to click on your things, yeah. um, creating a very polarizing. Well, I think if I if I was like doing YouTube the proper way, if I was yeah. Mister Beastifying my channel, that's probably what I would do. You know, like Explosion. that would be the way. And there's an argument to be made that yeah, if you get more people actually watching the video, then yeah. that's actually net better. Yeah, yeah. But I personally feel uncomfortable doing it, so I've just take I've just said that I'm I refuse to do that. Basically. A lot of people just skim headlines, and that is the news that they. Yeah. digest the truth Sorry, resists simplicity is the problem yeah people want simple answers simple want yeah people want like, yes yes or no's or we're not built for this we, yeah. we, we are they not they want two categories ago or, or teams in some cases it's just well i'll just yeah. be on this team so whatever they say i'll just follow everything they do i was blindly, i was like built whatever to like, live in a group of 100 people gathering berries yeah i was not built to try and deal with ecological collapse yeah, on a global yeah, scale yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> well, actually, we need to get the aliens back in to do an update yeah. yeah, yeah, devs, come on. Yeah, you believe in aliens, though, right? Oh, well, it'd be silly not to. <laughs> yeah, mm. They're out there somewhere. Yeah. Mathematically, it makes sense. Yeah, Fermi equation, people, look it up. <laughs> um, Drake equation, shit, it's a Drake Fermi equation. Paradox, Fermi yeah, paradox. Fermi paradox. Uh, breaking through various the great filter filters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fermi equation. In fact, Drake. I was going to say, didn't the Fermi, <laughs> didn't the Fermi nice. paradox suggest that there isn't? Other aliens, or if there are, well, it's the fact that they they sh mathematically they should be if you like do the numbers and it's like why haven't we heard from them? Yeah, but that's that's the paradox, and that's a suggestion that yeah, why haven't we seen? But it might be three? that there's a massive filter. That's a great filter mm. idea that like maybe you reach a certain point. By the time you get to the point where you could contact other races, you make yourself extinct. Yeah. Self-destructive. Yeah, either we're like yeah, so intelligent, you know, there's nothing else, or we're so stupid that we just can't understand what all these signals that are coming mm. at, so we just don't know how to read. Or we could just be the first intelligent life in the universe. Like we yeah. could be the Eldar in uh, Warhammer. Yeah. Or I the just, old it ones, just feels very yeah, very narcissistic to assume such a thing. Yeah, yeah. So we I mean, must just assume, be like, like when you consider how vast it all is, and you see all this stuff. We're the only the species with like a Guy Fieri. Like that must make us special. <laughs> exactly. Right? Well, look, but hold on. Infinite monkeys, infinite typewriters. There's got yeah, to be yeah, an yeah, alien yeah. Fieri out there, right? Like, as in, like, uh, the universe is always expanding. Eventually, it's going to expand and create a Guy Fieri with four arms. If that, if that Gary guy <laughs> can, that genius, bland forest. Yeah. <laughs> if that <laughs> genius that died in his in a bag in his bathtub, yeah. can find his DNA equivalent from the job he did and then switch bait and switch him on planet earth itself sorry we're back on the twin theory aren't right. we yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the twin theory yeah, 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 yeah. what I'm trying to right. say is okay. right. he it's a found his issue. DNA twin even yeah. if he didn't have a twin he found yeah. it because of the job he was in he had yeah. NSA right he could access everybody he did have he NSA he found his yeah. DNA equivalent and ended up putting him in a bathtub so he could that's got to suck though he spent that, his that must mean there's an alien guy Fieri what if that's how you time travel wouldn't wish that on anyone like, so what if that's smart. how you time travel? The alcohol makes it all bearable. <laughs> well, exactly. Like, he spent his entire, like, youth just mm. doing this intense course. Doing it. Yeah. Yeah. fast tracking it as and well. And then, bam, dead in the bag. And then just yeah. found in a bag. Dead in the bag of 23. Yeah, but what, what I just said, a trot, like, what if it turns out this is the way to, like, jump realities? If you know, like, like, like in the, I'm going yeah. to the, I'm gonna go to the different dimension. I'm going to get naked for myself in a bag. And as long as nobody works out how you died, you stay in that reality. But as soon as they work out... any of your own DNA outside this bag. Yeah, yeah. The bag is like a warp bubble yeah. uh, <laughs> you've got to be naked like the Terminator yeah, 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 I, yeah. I think we cracked a case oh, um, shit. he's been jumping <laughs> realities did, did it mention how like jacked this guy was, was not he... very he's quite lithe oh okay well, 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 he fits into a bag he's the T-1000 yeah, 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 yeah. the newer models were more yeah. lithe weren't they yeah. 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 he's all about the brain maybe did they check that his brain was still there yeah because what if his brain ran away like what if we don't know <laughs> 
What do you mean? How we don't know. Ran away. That's it. You're now making me think whether the Terminator design team had like a meeting after the T. Is it the T eight hundred? Is Arnold? Is it the four hundred? T four hundred. Four hundred. After that, they were like, okay, I think we went a bit heavy on the muscle. I think can we maybe dial that back a bit? Did they have like a mood board? They were like, this is what we want the Terminator to feel. This is a lot. That was from the future. Maybe they imagine everyone was big in the future, or is it just that's what right on the board? Liquid. What robots? Any shape. It's weird. It's funny how we have these. I had. I, Why should they be humanoid? That's what, the robots aliens? shouldn't be humanoid. No, no, you think that's inefficient. There's probably a better way. Yeah. Uh, Problem the is with robots, Dynamics right? I, I was robots. talking about this last night. If we get robots to fight all our wars, it then just becomes a resource war instead. Because as soon as you run out of the resources to build your robots, your country's yeah. now dead and you will die of famine anyway. Because mm. you've used that's, all the resources to build that's the robots. That's a Voyager episode, Star Trek Voyager episode. Yeah, where it's it like is, two yeah. alien races that basically do that, but they both yeah. go extinct and these robots are just forever fighting each other and trying to like get <laughs> the resources great filter, to keep it going. Guys. The great filter, guys. Sci-fi, it's a, very, it's a very useful breeding ground for futurology. We just need belter loaders. Belt loaders, we need up in space mining we need, asteroids. Well, yeah, yeah. so Delta. like, so like, well, they're second class citizens that live in space yeah, and yeah. Uh, give us our resources. Yeah, Trot, I think I don't you've rediscovered colonialism again. Guys, <laughs> 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 we need to get past colonialism for God's sake. Shit. Uh, All right, hey, those moons sphere. didn't have any flags on them. Nah. <laughs> we need a solid dice sphere see. is what we need. Yeah. Endless supply from our sun. Yeah, we're never going to get there if we don't stop poisoning ourselves. True that. <laughs> That's the problem. This is all the dreams, all the great things we do, all the sci-fi you've seen on TV. It could become a reality if we just start like agreeing the good ones, like Star that we should Trek. stop filling the air with poison. Not the poison. dystopic sci-fi. Huh? Yeah, we're going to be okay. Sorry. Not the dystopic sci-fi. I breathe through my hands when I'm outside. That's just because of the parts. <laughs> the parts, yeah. Gravel. I, 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 I can the very... The particulate matter. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's P... That's 2.4. God made a human hand for a reason. He the did. The field of my mouth. And he made bananas <laughs> to feed me and hands... Certified Republican moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bananas to feed me, hands to protect me from the poison air. God serves. <laughs> it's like the lady, like the blind lady of justice, but it's a banana and a cupped hand. Like, it fits you know. perfectly in my hand. Yeah, yeah. God made it this way. Anyway. anyway, well, you know, the world's gone fucking mental. Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Doc <laughs> Simon. Um, I feel like we didn't get to the bottom of very we, much today. No, no, we, we never, never do. do, do you? I don't we think anyone do, should yeah. expect the bottom. Um, it's an ongoing process. We're always in transition, and hopefully that's a transition towards a better world. And not one where I have to suck up people's farts. That's, yeah, important. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> it's a great system that's, like, easy. Data transfer through aerosol, is it possible? That was the thing I wanted to answer on. I mean, in a sense, yes. In an air mix, could it ever be understood, or is it always going to jumble things? Oh, yeah, you'd have to... Oh, God, you'd have to do a convolution of the different... Th- yeah. Well, you, if you could perfectly you, you map all of the moves... You need to so, read it. So you fire the data, fire an aerosol. I don't know why you'd have to do this, because obviously we have the <laughs> right, same. Yeah. So I'm firing data as an aerosol. What if I had, um, like, perfect scan of the entire volume of the air that that data moves through, and then we can use AI to work out how that information should have been assembled and gives you, like, a best guess? Or is the AI then just well, you, imagining you what do, the data is at that point? You could do a, spectros- like a spectroscopic analysis. Yeah. You could work out what the compounds in it are. You could, if you, if you wanted to be really clever about it, you could engineer a specific molecule that had, like, a specific now absorption spectrum. Yeah. yeah. So it absorbs photons at these specific frequencies that you tune to correspond with like an alphabet. So you say that it's missing, it's got absorption gaps at these wavelengths, Mm -hmm. those wavelengths correspond to these letters. Okay. Well, here's a storyline. Secret spy has to encode a load of data into a pill that he swallows. When he gets home, he farts into a spectrometer. (laughs) 
and, and this coded undetectable. information, yeah. this coded pathology you've created. There's a double agent who's then also farting in the same room. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to muddy the waters. It's what's it called though when you it's have like, it's not Chinese whisper, yeah. it's kind of like Chinese farting. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. just down in the lobby just eating broccoli. Yeah. So I gotta, I, I gotta try I've got, got, got a message to send. You gotta speed this up. Yeah. What do they call false information in a war in wartime when you like try and counter propaganda people? Oh. It's mis- misinformation? Uh, God. Well, it's like counter espionage. It's, it's counter espionage. Yeah. yeah, it's where you try and like jumble up the information through farting in the same room as the guy that's farting out a very delicate yeah, message. Okay, you ready? You ready? You ready? They're coming to the room. Like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Wait, don't do it. Someone's spreading into Lynx Africa in here. Yeah. No. Okay. It's, 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 it's jumbling the yeah. <laughs> I'm about to fart plans for a nuclear reactor. <laughs> oh, God. Is there a level of fart in particular that we have to worry about quantum physics? <laughs> Where certain particles may or may not pop in and out of this reality. Existence. Yeah, there are always ones and zeros. It doesn't smell fine. until you don't know if it smells or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 really they called muons the ones that like uh, are there and not there and not. They uh, they they found it when they vacuum out it. Uh, um, there was an experiment done where they removed uh, all of the matter from within a vacuum chamber. Yeah. But then they were still able to measure. Um, something going on, um, but it was particles popping in and out of existence. Yeah, like a quantum foam kind of thing. Yeah, you get yeah, particles yeah, that will yeah. appear and their antiparticle also appear. Yeah, 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 I think that's what Trot's trying to get at here. Like, is, is there, do we need to worry about farts from other dimensions? I just worry about the data <laughs> corruption. Interdimensional the, the farting. Fart. You know, when you get invited <laughs> on podcasts, I normally have an idea, roughly, no, there's of what to expect. Yeah. No, no, not in this no one. No one expected interdimensional farts. And you still don't, I still, yeah. don't know where it's going to go. This, this, mm-hmm. this conversation feels like ragdolling down a mountain in Skyrim. Yeah, I'm sorry, because like, I think you're trying to give us really good and you've given us some really really good answers but as soon as one of us sees an opportunity to chuck like another stupid yeah. variable <laughs> on, on the question we're like yeah now what if we did this you know this is quite a nice thing for us because we just because none of us are experts in most of the things we talk about no uh, no I don't know you said you're, like, you're not an expert in everything but you can give a best guess but even if you're presented as an expert we then just to get mm. to just throw things off of you and just be like yeah, yeah, yeah. come on yeah. give us a good but answer these ideas feel off at a weird angle yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. these yeah. ideas feel more at home in like a writer's room for like a sci-fi comedy yeah yeah, yeah. That's maybe that's what we should be doing which I think yeah, maybe, maybe that is what we should be we doing. could be turning it into Big Bang did well f- although we wouldn't be writing episodes. the Big Bang no it'd be your, your version of Rick and Morty would be even more fucked yeah yeah it's not that clever is it to just go more Fuck the war exists. Yeah. Hey, it's working out for some authors. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Simon Clark. Mm, thank for you. Thank you for having podcast. me. Where so can we always find your work? So you can find me on YouTube. I'm uh, Simon Clark. Uh, I'm hopefully going to be doing some streaming soon on back on Twitch, uh, Dr. Simon Clark. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, with Baby, it's been a bit difficult. Uh, Fresh Dead. And then, oh, uh, something else I should mention is well, wrote a book if you want to read that called cool. Firmament. It's a firmament. firmament. Uh, yeah. And uh, there's a podcast that I launched last year, the season two coming out this year, called How to Make a Science Video, oh, where good. I talk to different science creators. We talked to Hank Green this season we're talking to nice uh, electro booms and really big creators about their process so if you find like that science side of youtube interesting go and check it out there's a whole, whole all of season one's available now uh, i'm not sure when season two's out for the betterment of humanity you owe it to yourself to get educated you by should, dr yeah. simon clark well <laughs> i'm not going to put it in those terms but you can well, i sure. did <laughs> i did genuinely well you need content. a hype man so you can stay humble you yeah. get best of both worlds it's yeah, yeah, again it's like a, med- a medieval court it really i want is. the hype yeah. guy in front you want to pull you, you want pull betty you know? <laughs> yes. like yeah, exactly my noble kings and queens i present to you the lord of atmospherics <laughs> the king of queefs specifically over the arctic yeah 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 Atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Anyway, yeah. Thanks very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. And yeah. uh, thank you again to all of our members. 
Patreons, mm. Twitch subscribers that are watching live right now yes. as well. Thank you for supporting us. Um, as Simon has found out recently, uh, your direct support makes a huge difference to allowing us to keep producing the kind of content we make. He's making stuff that's, you know, a lot higher brow. There's, um, a, there's, a, there's actually a point to his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'd definitely say there's a point uh, to yours. Thank ours you. is very much just three idiots. I know how to manage a medieval village. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I previously did. Do you really know? Do we? Nah. Do we oh, really know? Cool. People keep leaving. Really, they'd be dying. Is what they would be doing in the reality. They're walking to just a forest. <laughs> the best thing is we can both live in a beautiful ecosystem where we don't compete. Yes, yeah, wonderful. That's true, yeah. It's lovely, isn't of course it? it is, yeah. But we can also cross pollinate like this. Oh, of course. Which oh, yeah. is lovely. Wow. Although we can't really offer much intellectual that knowledge on your channel. Well, it sparked off some ideas for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe some fart related really, content. I want to look into the, the aerosol thing. Look into it. I mean, that's, you know. This is what people yeah. are thinking about. <laughs> Average non scientists are thinking about aerosol data. Yeah. Okay. Got it. By the way, we are very aware of how bad the idea of an aerosol as a way to transmit data is. You but that's why I kind of You're kind of making me think that. If I ever write sci fi, I might have to put that in. Yeah, yeah. Memory gas. Oh. oh, okay. Now everyone in the room knows how to dance. It's <laughs> 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 like the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. have to breathe in a fart. It's an upload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or someone like exactly. tries to sell like Hitler's, I know Hitler's farts in a can. Yeah, so, oh yeah. my God, it is. Oh, it's uh, history. Uh, no way. I, I'm having some pretty good ideas. I mean, bad ideas. Bad ideas. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. That is all we got time for today. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Go check out Dr. Simon Clark's stuff. Indeed. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks.